Welcome to the Circle of Gumption podcast, A Well-Balanced Life with Kenneth O'Neill. Zig Ziglar said, I believe a man was designed for accomplishment, engineered for success, and endowed with the seeds of greatness. Kenneth O'Neill carries this tradition forward in his work and in this podcast, The Circle of Gumption, as he shows how maximizing your God-given talents and abilities leads to a successful, well-balanced existence in all areas of life. Join co-hosts Tom Fox and Kenneth O'Neill as they explore the circle of gumption to help change your life mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, and professionally by improving the health of your relationship with others and yourself. Today we take up embracing disruption with the leadership mindset. I know you'll enjoy this episode. Thank you, Tom. It, uh, it's really, it really is exciting to talk about this, and this is something that I live with daily. And I guess we need to get started here with the pandemic in 2021, all right, and all the things that happened and everything I was so disruptive, and things were changing, and we were going through a lot of disruption. And so the words that really became at that time very important is mental health and well-being. The big thing that, that we get out of this, though, is that everything that happened during the pandemic and the way that we should have ownership and management of businesses these things should have been seen as coming. We should have been doing a lot of this stuff before we had the pandemic. And that is the mindset of the business owner. And they have to understand that if you build people by caring about their mental health and their well-being, the quality of their work with the quality of their life, then we can have where people, if you build people, the people will build your business. But you've got to be sure to take care of those people. And so that's what I'm talking about when I say that the mindset of small business needs to change. Does that make sense? We're going to explore it and see if it makes sense. When I see businesses that aren't meeting customer demands, I see business opportunity. And that I just think that for anyone who wants to strike out on their own, who has an idea, who has a product or has a service, I find Kerrville and the Hill Country to be as open as any other place. Now, they may be laughing behind my back, but I don't give a rat's ass. (laughs) That's if I notice, and which I don't. I just think there's great opportunity here. And in terms of the economics of living here, I find those very reasonable, certainly compared to the city I moved here from. Infrastructure exists. We've got high-speed internet. We have obviously created a podcast network so we can market socially with social media content. So I just see a great opportunity here for literally anyone who wants to take advantage of it, whether that person grew up here or as the four of us, we moved here from other other cities. And indeed, if we wanted to pivot 
you're as great an example as anyone I can think of, of a pivot. And I don't know how old you were then, but certainly over 60 when you pivoted into your current business. And you've created a striving, I would say, national business right here in Kerrville, changing kind of a focus from what you had grown up with professionally and have an opportunity to grow it really as large as you care to. So I just find great opportunity here, but I've said a lot. So where, what, Kenneth, can business owners do, in your opinion, to help satisfy some of the needs or concerns you've seen from local businesses and the way they treat their employees? Okay, and that's a great summary you did. I, Okay, first off, I believe that this area... And I think all businesses in the United States, I'd say from the disruption that we've had in COVID is that the ones that identified that this is a time of disruption, but what does disruption bring is great opportunity. I think this is an outstanding time for great opportunity. So how do we approach it, our mindset, Do we have the mindset for growing and great opportunity? I think that we're beginning to get that, all right? And the way I see this is that I personally believe that the things that I believe in should have been done before. And that is the attitude of a business owner, an entrepreneur, and a manager on how they treat their employees. I think that all along, we should have taken the idea that the people that are the most important in this whole thing are the guys doing the work. See, I believe that a manager or an owner or an entrepreneur should not be doing the work. They need to take the position of the leader. All right. And I call it a leader coach. All right. There's a lot of stuff going on with artificial intelligence coming from the disruption, working remotely. And how do you get inclusion and get people involved in your business? So to do that, we have to have And Andrew brought up a word that I think is so significant here is that this word, the culture of community. All right, so we've got each individual business, we can say that XYZ business is a culture. He talked about the culture that was at Enron, the culture at Costco. So they have a culture. They even talked about Walmart and Walton. And when they died away, they lost some of the culture. But see, I believe that if the systems and the processes and the things that the company stands for and what they need to do is that culture with those systems in place, they we should be able to predict what is going to happen. So when you lose the head, the creator of the company, you shouldn't lose your culture if you have built that culture down through all of your employees. And it takes a leader that is going to take the position of being a coach, being a coach for the employees. And it's all about the intentionality 
of treating these people with kindness, being concerned about them, and having what I call intentional conversations. That's not where you say, I'm going to meet with you on four o'clock on Friday afternoon. No, that conversation, once it gets started, you keep it going by you meet at the water cooler or you meet in the lunchroom and you're asking your employees, how did the baseball game go with your son over the weekend? And so you're continually showing the people that you appreciate all the work they do. You appreciate them because you know what their goals are. You know who their family is. You get to know them. What is the best way to have a great conversation and a great relationship? It's for you to know the people and know what they do. So you appreciate them. And then you continue to inspire them to keep working toward those goals that you have in the business. And then the third part of this formula is the recognition. If somebody does a great job, recognize them and let them know that they do it. So going back here just a second is that I meeting with a number of business owners in the Hill Country area, and this would be including San Antonio and Austin, and it was never about we, it was always about me when I was talking to the owner. He'd say, no, it's my business. We're going to run it the way that I say run it. All right, now see, I look at that as being a manager type dictator. I'm going to tell you what to do, and you do what I said. You don't question what I say. And I'm saying, no, you shouldn't be that way. Look at your employees. Find out who they are. Build a culture in your business by appreciating them, inspiring them, giving hope, giving encouragement, and then recognize what they do because you have to recognize that they build your business. And if you'll turn it over to them, they'll build it. But you, as the owner or the manager, you have got to take control and you've got to lead. And by being the leader, you grab their hand and you say, we're going to create this culture at this business, XYZ business. And it's all about the employees and you're coaching them. One of the biggest things that came out of COVID used to be everybody thought that people came to work because they wanted to get paid. No, the money itself has always been down around five or six or seven in rating. But they finally came up and they said, okay, number one is my health. That's my number one concern, my health and well-being. How do I become a better person? And the owner, the co coach leader, needs to control the company where they find out what are those goals from a business standpoint? What do you want and what do you want to do in your personal life? So I've created this alignment tool where I take the circle, we call it the wheel of life with seven spokes on it. And it goes all the way from your mental input, your physical input, your spiritual, your character, your career, your personal, your relationship, and then compare it to a wheel of a business. And you got your administration, 
you got your sales, which are your revenues. You got the leadership in there. You got your systems that you have in your operations. And so both of those wheels should align because if you've got a flat tire on the back and that's your business, which pushes you, you're not going anywhere. So they have to be in alignment. They need to be rolling together and they must match because I believe that the quality of the work, which the leader of the business can create the atmosphere. And that's what leaders should do. Leaders should create the atmosphere for their employees so that they don't feel insecure. They're not afraid. They have no fear. They can come to work. They can say what they want to say without being terminated because we're having an adult type conversation. But in the business, you have to have that alignment so that the quality of your work life equals the quality of your home life. And a person that has a great life at home, they're going to take that atmosphere to work. And I think that the leader needs to find out who their employees are. Don't treat them like you're the dictator telling them what to do. And I can tell you, in the last three years, I've replaced three women that worked at current banks in Kerr County. All three of them hated going to work. They never had any conversations with the management. They ended up being, they left, they went somewhere else. So that attitude cannot go on. It will create the demise of your company. But if you get everybody working together and everybody is saying, we are building this business. And so I believe that owner of the business if you've got a fence building company, the owner shouldn't be out there digging holes and building fences. They need to be doing the thing that they create for the long-term growth of their business, which is to grow the employees, give them the authority to do it. A leader and an owner needs to do the things that a leader and an owner should be doing, coming up with something new, adding it to the things that we're doing and sharing with other people. And so you've got to have that vision for the company. And that's what I'm talking about when I say that the mindset is not proper. Because when you go in on Monday morning and the first thing the manager says is, okay, here's your list of things to do today. Don't come back to me till you get them done. And no conversation. How was your weekend, Gil? Did you enjoy? Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what you want to do is to have that conversation. And that conversation needs to go on. It does not need to be scheduled. It can just be a two minute because what you're doing. See, people don't care what you know. They want to know you care about them. And they want to be recognized. And that's the attitude, that's the culture. And we have to live it. That is, I think that's a great habit to do what I, you do, the same thing I do. It's called a mental model. So you're modeling what's gonna happen all day today. I've got a meeting with Tom and this is what we're gonna talk about. You're manifesting. Go 
yes, it becomes manifested. But the biggest thing is that when you get up with that attitude every morning, getting ready to go, and that desire and everything that comes to you, if you read that book called The Circle of Gumption, that gumption gives you that desire. You get up in the morning. The biggest thing that gumption does is make you complete the end of the day. All right. But if you make the morning, you'll make your day. So you need to do that pretty early in the morning. Get up and have those things that energize you. I remember when I started in public accounting, I used to get up every morning and I played James Brown. I feel good. <laughs> I was just all over the place in my house. I feel good. And my daughter, when she was five, we did these affirmations and she had one that she wrote when she was about five years old. And it says, I feel great. I feel fine. I feel this way all the time. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of The Circle of Gumption. If you have enjoyed it, I hope you'll subscribe to our podcast and rate and review it. We link to Kenneth O'Neill's website as well as his book, Circle of Gumption. I hope you will join us again for another episode as we continue our exploration on The Circle of Gumption, A Well-Balanced Life with Kenneth O'Neill. This podcast is a production of the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network.